I feel like for me, there's this unending flow of love just waiting for you to say, I'm ready. I'm ready. And it still pours through. It pours through. But like sometimes we're just so unaware of that love pouring through us. And then we open our eyes. We can see the magnificence of it in us and all around us. And it's like, wow, this world is amazing. And yes, anything is possible. And I'm open and available to receive it. Or like, let's say if you're if you're there to help someone shift some energy, then you're the you're walking in Archangel Michael energy ready to transform some stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's warrior mode. Like, listen, love is ferocious. We're talking about love. It's not just like it's not just genteel, fluffy Love is fierce. It is a lion's roar. And so tune into the frequency of love that you need. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, powerful, beautiful beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. You found your found your energy back in this space, back in this loving container, where the intention is, as always, to help you connect inwards to your loving connection, so you can lean outwards with your loving expression by pulling back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. And uh, today, I mean, just to be fully transparent, I'm always excited for these episodes, but this one is super special, and I can already feel it in the air before i pass this mystical woman that i have for you today i want to set the foundations here remember that if you enjoy this show get some value out of it you can do a couple things for me you can if you're listening to this on apple or spotify remember that you can leave reviews with any feedback you get from this beautiful deep dive today you can share this with a friend a loved one that can get some value and i just recently launched a powerful tribe Facebook community around this podcast. So remember now you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups and the cosmic love antenna, and you can join this community. I'd love to see you there. But with that, I want to introduce my powerful guest here today. Lise Ann is a powerful mystic. She is a fifth generation shaman. She's a shamanic amplifier, which we're going to get into today. She's a professional storyteller. And she helps empaths and mystical beings turn up their volume, which I love. We're going to get into what it means to be a shamanic amplifier today. We're going to talk about clear senses, spiritual senses, light language guides, and their role, opening up to your beautiful gifts, and so much more. Lisanne, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we um, <laughs> we did a chat a couple of weeks ago now, and... Ever since that two-minute, ten-minute chat, uh, there was just so much energy moving through the conversation that we're having. That since then, it's just been literally me counting down the days until I got to have you in a full conversation. So, yes, the the feeling is reciprocal, my friend. I where I want to start. I have so many things I want to talk about, but I want to contain myself for a moment, and I want to give you a bit of opportunity now to explain a little bit about who you are, a little bit of your story. And where I love to begin these things is there's usually a pain teacher that has directed us, usually a couple, but usually there's one or two pain teachers that has directed us to the work that we do currently. So I'm wondering, my friend, in the work that you're doing now in the world, what was the pain or what was the awakening experience that led you to this line of work? Mm. 
the pain experience, it feels like there were there was one experience that was full of awe that led to me understanding the pain I didn't, I wasn't aware of at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pain experience was a walk, a relationship, a deeply entwined relationship I had with fear mm-hmm. or, of myself, of my gifts, my talents, of my lineage. Um, and the awakening part, I'm so sorry, it is 90 degrees here and I feel it. There's no AC, like so hot. <laughs> I think I think both of us together does does definitely doesn't help the the energy. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's, it's so it doesn't. all good. It's all good. Um, and so I think so. The, for this particular experience, I grew up with um, this in my family. We just called it Saturday, right? It was just part <laughs> of like psychic development and divination and just all this energy work. Laying on of the hands is what we called it. It was just part of the norm, and and for a long time, no one spoke of it. It was definitely not related to growing up in Catholicism in any way. Mm. And I didn't really notice that there was a separation of some sorts and also a crossover. Um, and other listen, than the separ- yeah. just a question with that. You grew up mm. in, in the U.S. or in Puerto Rico? Um, I grew up in the mainland of yeah. New York and yeah. also back and forth um, to the island of Puerto Rico, which is the yeah. Commonwealth of the States. Yeah, And so... I was very connected, grew very connected to my roots. And I'd always say in Spanish, la tierra me llama, which means like the land would call me. And, and I used to say this all the time, thinking everyone understood it. No, not everyone understood what I meant. I was like, the land is calling me. I have to go back, you know? Um, and you, I didn't even understand it for a long pu- time. Puerto Rico was calling you or the US was calling you? Puerto Rico. No, Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. Puerto Rico would call yeah. me. The ocean would call me. The, the soil itself would call me. Um, I would just... I was unaware of the way that I looked at the world was just part of my spiritual path. And so for many years, I blocked it until I came face to face with my fear and had to do that shadow work so I could shed light where light needed to be shed and let fear know that its journey was complete. I thanked it for its years of service and um, yeah, decided to alchemize it and let it go. <laughs> you're, you're just so casual. You're so casual <laughs> in this in this adventure that you went on. I think a lot of oh a lot God. of people listening, they can relate to this. I know because I've spoken to a lot of the beautiful uh, family that tunes into the show week to week, and you know, I just want to. So a couple things. One, I want to say that that grace that you emit, it's definitely it's through work a lot of the time. Or you talked about the shadow work, right? Those mm-hmm. those layers that are restricting the light from coming through. Mm-hmm. Behind that is the grace, right? Behind that is the love. Behind that is the divinity. Mm. I also, I think it you calling the the a certain place in the world calling you home. Mm. I think a big, and I want to maybe get your opinion on this. I think we often overlook the fact that the earth is a soul, much like we are, right? The earth is a soul with energetic centers and and parts of its energetic being much like we are. So when you say something like that, when you view it through that lens, to me, it's just like, oh, of course, it's kind of like a soul contract or a soulmate, but now it's not with a person, it's with the land itself. Does that resonate, mm-hmm. my friend? It does completely. It does completely. I just think I didn't have the language for that yeah. for many years. I didn't, it was just like, oh yeah, that's my normal. And people are like, what the hell do you mean? <laughs> the land is calling <laughs> But yeah, everything for me, I don't know. I think I see the life in all things. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that stops mid conversation is like a butterfly. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm just like enjoying all the little bits of the world that we sometimes ignore. And I wasn't always like that, by the way, I wasn't always like that. <laughs> I think, uh, I think I'm trying to imagine. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that, Lisa. And I, I, uh, I'm very much the same. I'm very much the same. I find it very hard. I spend a lot of time in my home doing a lot of work. And when mm. I go outside, like yesterday, for example, I, I, I was sitting in meditation for about an hour and, and then I went outside and I was just looking up at the clouds for a good like 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, I should probably walk and continue going to where my destination is instead of just looking up <laughs> at the clouds and all the colors coming in. So I, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. Um, I want to dive in now because I just, I can't help myself. I just, I want to dive into the beautiful work that you do in the world and I think that foundation is necessary because while our past doesn't define us, I think it does create a beautiful container of who you are, the soul's journey that you've, you've taken. Hmm. And I want to dive into now the work that you do. And I think the best place to start is by maybe explaining what a shamanic amplifier is. And let's go from there. Well, I call myself that because I feel like, my gift is to help others turn up the volume in their lives by finding peace and clarity within themselves, helping them activate their own gifts. And since I've been there, I know what it's like to hide one's light, be afraid of one's light, know that there's more, but not know how to access it. I'm, I feel like I stepped into the role I wish I had sooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> for, for listeners just tuning in. Uh, Lisa had a very confused, had a very confused look on her face. So yes, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, so the way that I do that is, um, like I mentioned earlier, my Saturdays, I grew up with a lot of training. I wasn't really aware was training. Um, and then when I answered the call to be a shaman, which is a very spiritual experience and an actual call that came it's like all the puzzle pieces came together and I was able to allow myself to learn and to access and the downloads on what energy clearings look like. Yeah. What does it mean for people? Like get the definitions behind things that kind of came naturally mm. and how to dissect them. So that way they can be palatable for mm. those who maybe are just like sort of in the middle space where I'd been for so many years. Um, Akashic readings, Again, it's all just helping other people tap into what they already have, what, whatever they already have access to. It's like you have the key. I'm just showing you where the door is. Yeah. This is the door. Go yeah. take the key. Go. You're the you're the pl- you're the plant medicine. You're the yeah. oh, thank you. You're you're the, you're the beautiful plant medicine. Yeah, I thank, I thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, so much in here. So I want to another question that's bubbling. <laughs> Another question that's bubbling up, Lisa, and I want to, I want to keep hearing more about the amplification, but just a super quick question because it's bubbling up. You being a fifth generation shaman, you've spoken about your upbringing a couple times here now, and what was what was this beautiful mystical normal reality that was uh, you were nurtured through? Your 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 mum, your grandma, your dad, your grandfather. Who? Which side was the shamanic sort of um, lineage? It's on my um, mom's line, my mom's side. So my maternal grandfather. So my mom practiced energy healing, but she would, no one called themselves shaman. 
That was yeah. not, there were no labels. Yeah. So just was, um, yeah. So it just, you know, it just is. And my mom, she would practice energy healing with the hands, just laying on the hands. And then mm-hmm. my grandfather was her dad, Papito, who also helped raise me and my sister. Um, he was like this full blown, all the, all the Claire's all the time, you know what I mean? And so like he learned from his grandmother who they called La Islandesa, which meant to be the Irish one in Puerto Rico because she had Irish roots. And she worked with plants. She specifically worked with plants and helped to find them medicinal properties. And people came from all over the island for her. Um, her daughter, by chance, was a flamenco dancer and a, she, she divined a lot, but she was very active in the church. So again, it was all like super, shh, 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 but like, <laughs> this is just kind of who they were. So when I got the call to be a shaman, which was like, I was in the state between sleep and wake. And I heard and I saw, right. um, A shaman appeared and said, are you ready to accept um, the role in your life to be a shaman? Are you ready to accept this? And I was just like, yes. Like if it was the air I breathed. And then I shot up in bed going, what the heck did I say yes to? What does that mean? Oh my God. And it wasn't until I learned the word for the Taino, the indigenous Puerto Rican, the indigenous to the island of Puerto Rico called Tainos. And their shamans were called boitiu. And when I heard boitiu, it's like I went into full body shivers and I started crying and I was like, yeah. And even now I was like, yeah, that's, that is it. This is it. This is what it, okay. I understand it now. Um, and it was quite beautiful. Cause I mean, you know, so many years I would look into the boy, Tiota, you know, I got close to re- reading, um, meeting an author of a book I'd read a while ago, like, I mean, 10 years ago, I'm talking where I was interested in, in plant medicine. I didn't know why. And then I just kept saying no to it, you know, but finally, when I answered the call, I got it. I understood where my blood was like being called by, by the Island. Cause it was just a part of me. Oh can feel it, mm. my friends. And I'm just I'm so happy I asked that question. So a couple of things. Mm. One, that hypnagogic state that you just talked about with the dream, like in between mm. the waking and the dream state. I want to expand on that just for people listening. That's not, again, this is going to be a theme going forward in this episode. That's not a Lisanne thing. That is, I've noticed that that state specifically is why I do a lot of work. I'm not sure about what you do with dreams, my friend, but I do a lot of work with lucid dreaming and, and dreaming in general. And it can really be the opportunity people really, really to start taking their dream states a lot seriously as a spiritual practice, because that is often where we spend so much time in this health world, looking at, you know, the metrics of deep sleep and the, how long it took us to fall asleep and all these things that matter, but we don't talk about these aspects of sleep. We don't talk about these ancestors visiting us in the sleep state, but we don't talk Mm -hmm. about our activation and our spiritual wonderland in our, in our dream journeys and so i just if you're listening and that inspired you use this episode to step into that dream ability because it's not a it's definitely not a lease thing no we all can do it yeah (laughs) yes speaking of being the container my friend let's go deeper now into the shamanic amplification you gave a example of why and you know what you're doing i want to give some examples here of why this is important. Can you explain a little bit about, I know you work with empaths and empathic people. Mm-hmm. What, what do you unleash specifically? So when, when someone comes to see you as the, as the powerful shamanic amplifier that you are, what opens in them? So obviously their power, but let's, let's get specific here for people tuning in. What does it look like? 
you know, it's funny because it looks like something super practical that we probably see every day. And so in my experience, what it looks like is an old story, an old program of either lack, um, low self-worth, a feeling of um, there's not enoughness or too muchness, especially when it comes to feeling everything, the sensitivity being a crutch instead of a superpower. And so giving really practical examples, when someone tells me what their experience, I'll say specifically with empathy is like, I can help them break it down and say, okay, that sounds like there's a couple of clear senses in here that you've tapped into. Mm. Uh, and they're like, what? This is a thing. I didn't make this up. And I'm like, no, you didn't make it up. No, you choose. Do you want to develop it further? And it's not a one-way street empathy. And I think there's also that a lot of old paradigms of like sensitivity is weak mm. and therefore I must shut down weakness. And it's like, well, actually no, your sensitivity gives you a heightened sense of understanding of how this world works and how mm. you operate within it. And it's not a way that for you to be a sponge, rather you can be a beacon that shines outward as well. Mm. Empathy is just a beautiful form of knowing um, you can accept it or not. And the people that come to me are usually ready to accept it as long as they have someone to walk with them on that journey. I feel a big part of it is balance too, right? With that mm -hmm. empath sort of tuning in, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, the thing that people, a lot of people are, <laughs> I find, don't realize that it's so, it's simple and complicated. So getting grounded. So practicing mindfulness for me is part of how I operate in, in all areas of my clairs. And then also tuning in, um, having that wisdom, Allowing yourself to have that discernment when it comes to emotion, yours or someone else's. Um, and in the practice of alchemy, meaning transforming one state to another, it's not about dismissing feelings or emotion. It's about owning your own feelings and riding that wave until you've learned what you needed or gotten what you needed from that and move forward through that. And that's where the alchemy takes place. But if you're carrying someone else's emotions, knowing what to let go and learning how tools, yes. how to do that and tapping into that space. And so again, it's, it's so funny because you think it's like, this is the mystical. And so there's like, it's all beyond being, it's like, it is you. No. Yes. <laughs> it is you. Like, <laughs> and that, and that image of riding the wave, that's what allows you to ride the wave. So, okay. So much. So two, two things. One, the, not only is the, it is the emotion, the sensitivities that come up, you know, part of us, I think a lot of us either are suppressing it, like you said, but I'm very happy that you said too much. A lot of us are on the other end of that scale, right? Where we're letting the emotional surge define what we are in its entirety. But that's not what you said in terms of riding the wave. A wave, a wave doesn't just keep going. A wave ultimately has a end point. And for people just using this analogy a little bit further, there is training that is needed to ride that wave to its completion in the best kind of balance possible. That training, which you provide through the amplification, but ultimately comes from that mystical being that's inside of you, right? Uh, maybe I'll explain it this way and get your thoughts on this. I, uh, I shared this with you, my friend, when we first had a chat, I'm in a, I'm in a mystery school at the moment. So I'm like, I'm in this work currently trying to, you know, expand my gifts. And one of the teachings we're learning is, 
these different energy bodies that we have, right? We have a, we have a physical energy body. We have a, a mental and emotional and a spiritual body, and we can learn to detach and see the emotional body when it's active, but then realize it's just one layer of the beautiful multidimensional being that we are. Does that mm-hmm. resonate at all? It does. It does. I think that when we allow ourselves to see just how magnificent and powerful we are, and then to express gratitude for that magnificence, again, you open that door. Yep. And then from there, it's up to you. How far do you want to go? Do you want to be in a mystery school and, and learn all there is to learn and open up more doors within you and just keep going on that journey yep. or not? There's no wrong way. There's no one yep. way. It's however you feel serves you. It's your way. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I wanted to hit on that you were sharing you know, just around this growing up in a certain environment, maybe in a certain religion, culture, family group. These are the things that influence the expression of our gifts that we feel that we deserve to step into. I also think a big part of it is trauma and not just trauma in this lifetime. And I, I realize I'm probably opening a big door of things here, but uh, but trauma in regards to gifts, so Claire, Claire gifts, let's get specific, from other lifetimes. Uh, an example that comes to mind is Atlantis or, or civilizations like that. What are your thoughts on you know, past life trauma inhibiting our ability to express our spiritual gifts? Like, do I cuss or not? Yes, Um, it's totally effing real. It's totally effing real. So um, (laughs) when I answered the call, I was very much torn and and I was still working through my experience, my relationship with fear. And so just so I can give some clarity to what I mean with that, for most of my life, when I bucked up against this, this side of me, this, uh, the part of me that's connected to, to the divinity within me, that, that deep connection that has guided me my whole life. I was also terrified of it. And so when things would happen, let's say that caused me stress or worry, anxiety manifested in my body in a very physical way. And like, I would get sick, like I had food poisoning for about three days. I mean, I was even hospitalized or so many times it would just happen all the time. And, and that part of me knew it was like, I was very heady about it. It's my anxiety. I just got to like, you know, therapy. I love Whatever. how your you accent changed. <laughs> I know. So I'm just going to be very professional about this. And so like my therapy was great. Therapy is awesome. But like there are different modalities that I needed for me. And so once I answered the call, oddly enough, what bucked up was the fear that caused the nausea and the migraines and getting me sick. And I said, no, I'm not going to take any medicine. And I'm not, I'm not saying don't take medicine guys. I'm just saying for me, I knew I didn't need anything to help suppress this. This was all because fear, my constant companion was like, what you don't, we are not, we're not doing this together anymore. And I personified this fear. It was a person. I, I tried to see it and let it go and just gently break away. And I was able to ride that wave um, to completion without having to do any of the tricks I needed before, because I knew that this was a process of letting go of grief, of release, of alchemy. And throughout, just that was just before I had a meeting with a shaman who'd helped me see the two lives that I was divided between right now. And so I'm an actor. Part of my professional storytelling is as, a, is as an actor and author. And as an actor, the life that was that was pulling to me was I had a life as like some type of 
king, right? And he had denied himself. And he also like killed lots of people. <laughs> he was not the best. He was not the greatest guy. And then the other side was also a shaman who her whole entire, I say it was she, but um, I never fully saw. I just feel that it was and, she. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, her whole entire tribe was burned in their homes. And then later she was drowned by, I'm going to say they were colonizers, but whoever came to the village. Do you know which life, do you know which life was first was the King and then the shaman? It was the King and then the shaman. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. Yeah. I I just asked that because I, in my experience, lives tend to balance each other out in terms of karma. Keep going. Yes. It was the one where one he, well, the thing is he denied himself. He denied himself his gifts and took up, what he believed and knew was true for him, right? The call to 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 reign, and then he took it out on everyone by just like off with their heads, right? And then <laughs> the shaman wants to protect everyone, and then the, everyone dies. So the thing is, I was in this place in between, feeling like I had to choose one or the other, and the energy that was cleared for me was that it was a block essentially telling me that I had to end the shamanic life, that pain of loss actually was with me for so many years, Harrison, that I would have nightmares that I'd have to rescue my family from a burning house. And I never knew why until I had this energy clearing. It was like your whole family was locked in their homes, these huts, and they were burned. And that was like, I wailed, I grieved, I let it go um, in such a like, and you know, when you decide to work with a shaman, it starts the minute you make the appointment, not when you're on the call. It's energetically is happening. No, no, it's already teams are aligned and things are moving. And so by the time I got there, I'd already had my three days with fear, met with him, did my grief and mourning, and then massive transformation in another cycle of awakening. <laughs> bum, ba, dum, ba, dum, easy peasy. <laughs> so. So thank you for sharing that. I, a few things, <laughs> first of okay. all, your King, your King energy, uh, definitely yeah. makes sense. Uh, just putting some dots together in terms of the, the way that you are as a, the beautiful being that you are. And you. the other side of this is again, just for people listening, I, uh, the reason I asked Lisanne, this is not only because I felt that she had a beautiful story to share, but also this is another layer that we can take, right? This is, I think a lot of people within their expansion, they don't go this far, right? They'll, they'll work with their inner child. They'll do their shadow aspects from this lifetime. Maybe they'll look at their mother line and their father line. But when it comes to past lives, I think there is, I think it is trendy right now, but I still think there are a lot of people that are, you know, asleep to the impact that it has on our current life expression. And I, I've heard this over and over, and I'm sure you have as well, exactly what you elucidated in your experience is the unlocking of gifts once we release right Right. and it's it's and i want to maybe get your your opinion on this it's the it works the same as if there was a childhood trauma in our current life so many things to do but a big theme that is consistent is the expression of the emotional resonance that's being suppressed right there's usually something guilt shame anger sadness frustration like fear that's locked in the body at, at, in this case in a very genetic dna sort of level but once we can unleash that using your words here now then we can start to unlock the things that are behind it does that 
resonate, my friend. Yes, it does resonate because, I mean, outside of that example, there were so many other. So for me, when when it comes to past lives, I'm always asking, the question I ask is, if we're going to do this, if you want to know, what's your why? Right. Are we just wanting to see if we were like the queen of Egypt and like, oh, so cool, like bragging rights. Right. Or (laughs) are you looking to find the lesson? Are you looking to to see what is it that I need to take? I'm taking from that experience into this experience. How am I going to shine brighter in this life, knowing what I know from what I learned back then? Um, And I say back then, but for me, it's all like happening simultaneously. And that's why we feel all these things like. And we're going to get super woo anyway. So like for me, it's like past, but time is, yeah. does not exist. And so <laughs> it's malleable. And like, that's why these experiences are real. And as long as your, your intention is to learn and to grow, then I can dive yes. into that experience. If it's for fun. I mean, there's so many meditations on YouTube that you can do and do yeah. a regression and just watch and just observe. And that's okay too. Yeah. You know, that why, that why, I would copy and paste it to all of your spiritual practices, right? Past mm-hmm. lives, dream work, Akashic records, you know, connecting to ant, all of it. That, you know, it, just to give another example, that's how I've connected to guides. Guides want to be specific, right? They, they, they're not just, they are around us all the time in my experience and they're, they're always there. But in terms of the support that they give and the insight that they help us move through, it comes when we get specific with that why, right? Because they're not, they're not there to muck around. They're there to, to expand us into our love, right? So get specific with the thing that that love can be directed towards. Mm-hmm. And then if you're afraid to get specific, then maybe seek out help to understand what the fear is blocking you from speaking your truth and understanding what it is that you actually want. Speaking of reaching out for help, you're in my mind, my friend. That's the next thing. <laughs> that's the next thing I want to go back to here. I want to highlight from your perspective and people who listen to this podcast, I spend a lot of time on clubhouse and I have a club called holding space. And I promote Mm -hmm. the idea of holding a safe container for the growth and energy to flow. I want to get your thought now. You've already talked about this to a degree, the power of walking someone home back to their light. Why is this so significant? Why is this such a powerful characteristic uh, element of this shamanic amplification? Why, why does this work so well for people trying to go back into themselves to remember their truth? I wish I could give you straight answers. I always want to dive into a story. Um. I'm, I mean, I'm loving your stories thus far. So whatever you, whatever direction you want to take, my friend. I feel like, so back to therapy. There's different types of therapy, right? There's just like talk therapy where you just talk and maybe someone doesn't speak to you. They just listen and you move on and you get that form of release, right? And then you move forward. Then there's the back and forth where you dissect information. There's all different types of modalities, right? Then there's just, let's say, talking to a friend. Same thing. You can just spit out all your stuff and dump it all and great. Your friend is awesome for doing that for you in that moment, or they can actively listen and make you feel heard and understood and use active listening tools. And then there's holding space. Holding space is an energetic dance for me. It's like, I'm this straw. (laughs) I'm a cool straw, this conduit, right? And we've decided to engage in a dance together. And so 
in as much as let's say as you allow me to engage with your space, either I'm standing on the perimeter with some people, I do just stand on the periphery and allow them to do their work and hold the space. Others when to dance together and there's an energy like being like a filtration system sort of happening. The more that they speak their truth, the more that they get the clicks going on in their mind and they're doing the math and whatever. And it's all just sort of happening and I'm in the space with them. And then there are times where I'm able to dive in and help guide depending on the flow of that energy. You, are you a movie? I know you you spend time acting, but are you a movie buff in general, my friend? Oh my gosh. I'm afraid to say buff, but I do love movies. I love watching movies. <laughs> are you, have you watched Lord of the Rings by any chance? Yes, I have. I have. Yes. Uh, yes. When you, when you were talking about, I get a lot of images sometimes when I'm ha- doing these episodes with people. And when you were talking mm. about the filter of the holding space, I got the image of Gandalf on the bridge to the, to the bull rag, just yelling at that demon at that you shall not pass and holding the container of the Oof. bridge as everyone moved by. <laughs> I do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see it. I see it very clearly. <laughs> and, uh, all those entities, all those things on the outside, uh, very real. Uh, yeah. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> anyway, I tell stories too, apparently. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to this container, I, so thank you for sharing that. And I, I could not agree more, right. Again, people listening, this is all I talk about. And another thing I just want to pass by you just to filter your excellence. I think a big part of it from an energetic chakra lens is really ticking off that root center right? The, the root sensor, which facilitates safety, support, and security for the energy to flow upwards. A lot of us, again, based off trauma, for example, either this time or in a past life, we don't have, we haven't connected to that inner sense of safety and inner sense of safety, support, and security. So sometimes what we need is that external container, that, that Gandalf pushing back mm. the ball rag so we can go into our energy that needs to flow. Does that resonate at all absolutely absolutely i mean (laughs) you know it's funny what i end up seeing in that container um for some some of my clients it could be them as they are now processing sometimes it's them as a little kid so if you talk about inner child work that comes up too within that container um and yeah there is the warding off of everything on the periphery that they may be feeling unsafe from they're unaware of and that's the core of the the feeling unsafe yeah and so like if we describe it like we open up our wings to shelter each other Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so that way the light can pour through without anything obstructing it yeah and so and that's it's a journey and it's a process and um yeah once we become aware of the thing that makes us feel unsafe we're so much more empowered to use that alchemy within us to process that and to transmute it into something that serves our highest good. Mm. Alchemy is the best word you could use, right? Because those aspects in separation that we are unconscious of that are causing us to feel unsafe, they want to come home just as much as we want to go home. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's not a find the scary thing in the closet and then kick it out of the house. It's, it's find the scary thing in the closet, open our heart and welcome it home so we can be more. 
Yes. Did you see Disney Soul? I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> that was like the most, the mo- when I saw it, I remember being floored going, oh, they get it. Yeah. They know. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like, oh my God. And that depiction of, I think it's 22, um, yeah. getting wrapped up in its emotions, their emotions, yeah. and then becoming their own monster. Yeah. And then watching that alchemy happen. And all that transmuting of, of energy. And I was like, yes, that's what it looks like. Yes. Like I love visual representations because not everyone can see the way you and I can see. Yes. And to show them is is a gift too. So I'm I'm so glad that that movie exists. Even Lord of the Rings too, because I think it's awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to have a separate episode just talking about movies, I feel. Okay. I um <laughs> I had a pool recently to rewatch that. So I might have to listen to it to go back and listen. Um Lisa, I want to go even more deeper here now if that's okay. possible i think people yep. listening are probably like what really yes we're gonna go much deeper and i want to so i want to start speaking more about specifically the clear senses mm-hmm. and i think for a lot of reasons there are a lot of there's a lot of misunderstandings misconceptions around what these are but also specifically who has access to them or not so I want to give my perspective on this and then I want to see how, how you feel and what comes up for you. So uh, without going into too many different categories, I would define the clear senses as the spiritual versions of our physical senses, right? So our, our, our seeing, our hearing, our touching, our tasting, there are spiritual versions of each of them. And I would actually, I would classify that each of us has access to these senses. Some of us might come in based off our ancestral line with one more attuned than others, but they're all there waiting to be unlocked. So does this resonate? What are your perspectives on this? And what do you want to add? Completely. That's exactly how I would describe them, the spiritual version of our senses. And I think that what I find is that when people describe theirs without knowing they're describing their clears, I'm happy to tell them, okay, if we want to look for definitions, we're talking about this, this, and this right now. These right now are your dominant clairs, and then the other ones you can develop or not. And so, like for me, my uh, clair sense of smell and taste are my least dominant clairs, but they're there. Like I, they surprise me, <laughs> but they're there. Can you um, can you explain yeah. them? What does that so? Because I again, a lot of people listening to this. I still, I can feel them. They're, they're still so new to, so what does, what does a clear taste or a clear, what does that, how does that manifest in your reality? What comes up? So <laughs> I remember, so a friend of mine, she was telling me, I started talking about the clears with her and she goes, I go, I talked about taste. And so for me, if something comes up in my mouth, that's, there's no physical reason for it to be there it's connected to a memory or an experience to allow me to tune into that. So whatever that is. So let's say um, I'm walking by a beach. All of a sudden I start tasting like, I don't know, chocolate chip cookies. And that reminds me of the time that this happened and, oh, maybe I should call a friend of mine. And then it just trickles into its guidance. Right. It's like a download. It's a download. Yeah. Yeah. And so my friend was like, Oh, I thought I was just always craving really weird things. (laughs) I was like, well, you might be, but it's about tuning in and getting really grounded. Just ask the question. And so many people are afraid to ask the question of themselves, right? I'm like, just ask, <laughs> see what it is. And so same thing with my, my Claire, um, 
was it? That's salient. That's salient. Salient's Gustin's. Yeah. Gustin's is a Claire, Claire taste, Claire's yes. sense of taste. And then yeah. Claire Salient's is Claire's um, sense of smell. And so that happens a lot. Like if I smell cigars, it's my uncle, like it'll connect to a memory, something, a message, a download. Yeah. Um, I'm going backwards in the Claire's now. And so no, like there's all good, all good. the most people talk a lot about clairvoyance, um, which is clear seeing. And Oddly, I heard not a lot of people have that. Um, have like theories, that theory, have theories right? on that one. I think that people see and maybe they don't want to see. <laughs> well, so, so yeah, I think it's that. I also think there's, <clears throat> I also think there's a lot of collective trauma with that specific sense. I think there, uh, mm-hmm. I think whether it's through witch trials, whether it's through Atlantis, whether it's through other you know, uh, societies of which we all were living together. I think that sense in, in particular, there's a lot of collective trauma that is waiting to be unlocked that is stopping people from stepping into it unconsciously. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I keep going. You are, you are flowing. Anything else you want to add on that? Yeah. Oh, on clairvoyance. No, I love it. Cause I love yeah. seeing, um, and it shows different levels. It's all levels. It just depends on how strong you've developed your clear. Then there's clear audience, clear, he- clear hearing, yeah. clear hearing. And my grandfather used to always say, me lo dicen en el oído. They tell me in my ear. So his was a very strong, clear audience. But for a long time, I don't know who they were, or who was talking. <laughs> I found out later. So we've got, we, we've touched on four clairs. The other one's clear cognizance. So clear knowing. Um, that's a very powerful clear. Uh, I find that people get very frustrated also with that clear because they'd rather see or hear. <laughs> they want some other tangible evidence. Um, there's clear feeling. Empathy. And yeah. Clear empathy. empathy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so people uh, dissect that in different ways. I kind of, I can, I can see that I've done like a little diorama of like, okay, so there's clear sentience, which is clear feeling. Um, but there's also, that's also clear empathy which is also a type of clear feeling. Yes. And there's clear tangency, which is yes. also another type of clear feeling. But for me, they all work in tandem on some level. So I can feel someone's feeling it next to me, right? And I just call that my clear sentience, right? But then when I feel their emotions, either whether they're here or in another country, that I feel like that's my clear empathy. If I'm in a room full of antiques and I pick something up and I get a download, on who belonged to or what that was about, or I just get overwhelmed with energy around me. That's like clear tangency, right? This, the more objects that hold energy, the more that clear ticks up and different people can respond in different ways to that. But those three, the clear tangency, clear sentience and clear empathy for me are all part of being an empath. Beautiful breakdown, my mystical friend. And that, uh, (laughs) I think I've never heard anyone explain it. So uh, so succinctly before. And I think, so a few things, one, mm. I would go for people listening, I would go back and listen to my episode I did on the difference between, and this is so important when we're connecting into these clear senses in my experience, learning to distinguish between thinking, feeling, sensing, and intuiting, right? We, we tend to forget we've grown up in a collective where we only focus in on the thinking paradigm in which we process information, but we forget, as you were just beautifully highlighting through all these different senses, that we express information in other ways, right? The easiest one to, to understand is the downloading, is the intuiting, and that's going to be totally different 
a different experience in your being than processing thoughts through the thinking mind. And the reason I say this is if we're only thinking about these senses, then we're not going to, we're going to push them away, right? Because what happens in that thinking, all those belief systems, right? All of that collective trauma, all of those, I'm not enoughness or I'm too muchness comes in. So just to add on to this beautiful breakdown, as you're tuning into these gifts, make sure you learn to distinguish between when the thinking mind is active and when other parts of you are active. Uh, do you, can you relate to this at all? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, um, so I meditate a couple of times a day in different ways, but when I'm doing the typical sit down one, relaxing my mind, relaxing my body are really important. So that way I can become that clear channel to receive. Mm. Um, cause I'm cluttered with thoughts, ideas, um, you know, other As programs aspects. are running. Yep. Yeah. Close all the other windows. <laughs> Let's just keep this one channel going, you know, another beautiful image popped into my head of the, the desktop with all the, with the 500 tabs open. It's more just closing all them down so the divine light can express through you. Right. Yeah. Going back to something else you said <laughs> that needs to be stated is asking is asking one, uh, one yourself, what's going on, ask, okay, what is like allow communication to occur, but also asking your support team around you, right? We talked before about being specific around asking for guidance. Well, mm -hmm. asking about your clear senses and which is which and what is going on and what is this connected to. That's a pretty specific thing to ask the support team that is around you all the time. Do you have any experience with that, Lisanne, from that guide in connection to your senses perspective? Well, when I was creating my program for empaths, that was the question that I kept asking. I kept asking, how can I explain this mm. better? How that was the question I asked. I think I just sort of understood my clears and then found the the human way to break it down. <laughs> like, how can I explain this better? And how can I explain the way I experience it better? Mm. Because not necessarily the the resources that I saw outside of the channel mm. when I went to go find the external. They had different definitions. People sort of have different opinions about it. And that's okay. There's no wrong. It's whatever sort of resonates with you. It's all very similar. Yeah. But that's the question. How can I explain this and work through me? I would say, will you work through me? Um, so that way it would be just a clear, the channel would be channel. clear for the information coming through. Yeah. I mean, I think I've, and I've done that my whole life. Will you work through me? You do this. You do this. I'm sitting, I'm here. My hands are on the keyboard. Go like I'm ready. Like, so um, I sort of practice that way a lot and getting clear though, on the vision you have for your life and then asking questions about that and being ready to receive. It's also connected because if you have a, if it's, if, if you find yourself challenged and asking for what you want, just on the human level in terms of asking for help or um, discerning, um, do I want water? Do I want less coffee? Like, what do I want? Right. It, it begins very small, it begins there. Yeah. How can I express it just in my daily life? So that way, when I'm in, I'm in this space, this divine space within, I, I don't have to be afraid to yeah. ask. I think there's this old paradigm of like, no, you shouldn't ask. Yeah, across so many different um, religious texts and and other types of um, you know constructs, there is this ask and you'll receive. Like there's this, I feel like for me, there's this unending flow of love just waiting for you to say, "I'm ready, 
I'm ready. And it still pours through, it pours through. But like, sometimes we're just so unaware of that love pouring through us. And then we open our eyes, we can see the magnificence of it in us and all around us. And it's like, wow, this world is amazing. And yes, anything is possible. And I'm open and available to receive it. I am open and available to receive it. I am open. I am available to receive it. And I think getting to that place where you can ask, where you can ask, you're going to start seeing how fast you receive. We could, uh, okay. we could end up, <laughs> we could end the podcast just there, my friend, uh, but we're not because, uh, I just want to keep this love train flowing. <laughs> I mean, I just lost all train of thought. I was just tuning into that, that frequency of love that you were bringing down. And, um, <laughs> what I was going to add to this is this is actually where I want to go next here. And we spoke about the clear senses. But I would actually say there is a fundamental sense and ability that resides below them. And it connects to what you were just talking about. And it's that ability to channel. Mm -hmm. And I think channeling has a lot of misconceptions in the spiritual world. Even if you're not in the spiritual world, I think if you're listening to this episode, you hear that word, some ideas start popping into your head. If you've watched a lot of Hollywood films, maybe it's a lot of your eyes roll back into the back of your head and you get, you know, you start channeling certain people, certain things. And mediumship is a very real thing that is a part of channeling. I would, at a cat, I would categorize it as, mm -hmm. however, channeling is not, that's a characteristic of channeling in my experience. A channeling is more of what we are to begin with. Channeling is actually what you were just describing, connecting to that love frequency and then channeling that frequency through our physical being into the reality that's around us. So I'm, I'm just, I'm sharing a thought here mostly, but I'm wondering how does this connect? How does this connect to our clear senses? How does channeling our frequency of love, like you were just talking about, how does it help us step into more of our power, right? All the things that we've been talking about today, how does, where do you think there is an intersection here? For me, it feels like uh, a different forms of language, different forms to communicate with us are different uh, multiple levels. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes so much more can be said with a glance than with words. Sometimes so much more can be said by holding someone's hand than by even looking at them. Um, and so when we are allowing ourselves to be this conduit, right, this channel of divine love, how the information comes pouring through, whether it's a feeling, a thought that forms as an image or a word or a sound, maybe a taste, maybe a smell. These are all different ways to communicate with us so we can feel the message at multiple levels of our being to remind us that we're far more than like this sort of, I keep thinking of like analog, like this sort of, I guess, 3D version. We're so much more, there are so many more dimensions. And so for me, I think this is just another form of communication, not just on in terms of how we can communicate outward, but how we receive. And, and if you're talking about, see, that's why I don't call myself like a medium or anything. Cause yeah. that's not my, my forte is not in that component. It's more of an open, it's op more open than that. That's part yeah. of it, but that's not my, like, that's not my thing per se. And it's so a branch, I see a, I see yeah. a tree speaking of another sort of image. I see mm -hmm. a, I see a beautiful tree, right? The tree itself is the channel that we are. And mediumship is one of the branches that we yeah. can tap into, but it's not, it's not the whole thing, right? No, it's not. And so 
this is so when you're talking about like how people have these perceptions or they it's colored. I mean, I was people. I used to be one of those people. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, no. How do you know who you're talking to? And no one would give me an answer for a really long time. I was like, how do you know if because I was terrified? Well, I don't want anyone walking through this, you know, straw. Like, what do I protect myself? What do I do? And it took me a journey to, to realize, like, oh, you're always protected and you are always in control and you get to say no and you get to say yes. And the yes. feeling of unconditional love is unmistakable. Oh, it is yeah. unmistakable. If you've ever had like a dream. And for me, these are like some of my lucid dreams where my soul will scream. No. Right. If something is showing up, it's like, no, it is like Gandalf with the step. No, like that. So, I mean, trust your soul to know. I love knows. how you've embodied. I love how you've embodied <laughs> that Gandalf. I love it. I'll, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just forms of how we can best communicate um, even further than the way we do with language now. We talked a little bit about this light language stuff oh, before, I remember. We're yeah. going there next. We're going there next. <laughs> um, yeah, beautifully said. And I just, I want people to see this more, right? I, um, again, going back to, me and the, 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 my journey at the moment, part of the school that I'm in is really embodying this channel and describing this for people. And I think a lot of people, a lot of, I can feel it, listeners out there, they might be disconnected from the idea of mediumship or even light language, which we're going to get into in a second. But I want you to know that that's okay. If you're not connected to those things, it doesn't mean you can't channel a frequency of love, right? For me, my channel shows up going back to the idea of holding space in the frequency I emit when I walk into a room or a when the frequency I emit when I create a container on a podcast or the frequency I emit when I'm hosting a talk, right? People feel that, right? And that doesn't, you don't need words. You don't need a vision. You don't need their extra pieces to the cake, right? right. Speaking of light language, this is what I want to talk about now. And I haven't had the honor of getting to speak to someone about this topic yet on the podcast. So I'm excited. I, this is a not just for people that are new to light language. I, I would classify this as another way in which we express our channel. Uh, I think it comes through a couple of the clear senses, but maybe I could get your definition, my friend, what is light language? And then maybe we'll, we'll go from there. Well, how would you define it? Hmm, it's like a thunderbolt. There's a language that is discernible by the divine. We need not know what the words mean, what the sounds mean. We can just feel the essence of them. It's like, it's like, a, like you ever see those kids in those old movies with tin cans and a string talking across like <laughs> from one house to the next mm -hmm. and no one else can hear it but the two of them. It's kind of like that. It's, it, that's what it, but like, but like lightning. <laughs> mm -hmm. Lightning <laughs> it love. Is, yeah, lightning love. It is just another language of love that that is discernible by the divine and also brought in from the divine through that channel. And yeah. I think in my experience with it, a lot of times I don't necessarily know what the words mean, but I'll know the purpose and the feeling and um, the activations a lot of times that come through it. That's really big <clears throat> impacting me as I clear my throat. Uh, mm -hmm. it's really big what you said there in terms of not understanding the words 
but knowing the purpose and the why, right? Going back to that why word, uh, I can speak both personally and I can also speak to people that have come to see me. I think the biggest obstacle that people have with this specific way of channeling and connecting and expressing the divine is that they'll hear themselves speaking. They'll hear the word or the, or the, or the tone. And then these belief systems, this is why it's so important to distinguish between thinking and feeling and intuiting, right? Mm-hmm. They'll, the belief systems will, will start running saying, this is weird. This is strange. This is different. This is crazy. This is and then, wrong. And then they'll block say it. This is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. I did that a couple of times early on. How <laughs> do terrified. we, how do we move through that? How did you move through that, 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 that challenge? I mean, I spent a lot of, I wasted a lot of time Googling when I would hear like a discernible word. I'd be like, what is, what does that mean? What am I, whatever. And it served me a little in the beginning because the divine knows what the divine is doing. And so my rational mind needed to understand what was happening. Um, and then it was getting a little out of hand, but I think the reason why it's funny when I came up, so one of the words, you may know it. Um, I, I can't even tell you the definition now. Satanam in, in yoga, right? I, I don't think it's a yogic thing, but that phrase came out of my mouth, but I heard an old program in Spanish. It means the devil, the, most of those letters. And I go, oh my calling, what is going on? Oh my God, right? As freaking out, shut this down, shut this down, whatever. And divinity laughs like you, you're funny. Um, so I just like, it was about self-trust. It's about trusting the divine within me right? Knowing that like, I am, again, I am already protected. And I feel like going back just for a minute, Harrison, if you'll permit me, if, the, if you're, if someone is early in their journey, then these are tools that help me early on. One, if you feel fear, um, you can be, you are protected, but fear is a door. Fear is a door that invites the energy of fear in. <laughs> and so we open that door, we will experience that because that is an invitation, Right. And so one way early on to to allow yourself to be less afraid so you can experience the fullness of your gifts is to just set set a rule, set a boundary. Mm. I only allow the highest forms of unconditional love in. Right. And, And define it. Be really specific. If you're encountering a guide, then just be really clear. Who do you serve? Who do you serve? And if they say unconditional love, we say, do you serve unconditional love? They say yes. They cannot lie. They serve unconditional love. You can continue the conversation. If they say silent or they say no, so you know what, guys, not uncomfortable to talk. Check you later. Shut it down. It's okay. Like you don't have to continue. And so these are like, use your language to create the parameters of your experience. Uh, I again, <laughs> just listening to the podcast right now, just revert back 30 seconds, listen to that piece one more time, right? It's this so... Again, I think this is a big religious programming. Within this conversation, there's a lot of fear around something's going to come in and and just control us and take us away. And as if we have no choice, as if we have no power in the situation, that is not what you just said. What you just said, you reminded us of the, the, the constant free will that we have and the constant power we always have with inside of us to step back into, right? The, just this is probably a whole other conversation around entities, but one thing to remember is that one we need to look at the Hawkins scale of consciousness. I don't know if you are familiar with the Hawkins scale, but 
these, these lower vibrations of fear, guilt, and shame. And one way to sort of push up against them and make sure they leave is by raising your vibration, raising your frequency. What is a higher frequency? What is a higher vibration or love openness, right? So not only stepping into your power, stepping into your free will, but stepping into your power and free will from a space of love, right? One way to make that entity, that fear, that scary thing move on is by changing your polarity, right? We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't live in a evil slash there's not this these two big entities in the clouds above us we live in a universe of polarity positive or negative so if you're attracting negativity change your polarity so you push it away does Mm -hmm. that that's what was coming up based on what you were saying does that resonate my friend yes that does resonate i think that that might be challenging information for someone to digest Right. We, we don't want to believe that. Um, so if you want to talk about other phenomena, like walking into a house where you're like, something is off here. Well, you have the choice to walk out. Yes. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to be there. Um, but you and, also. And, and mm-hmm. asking what's off in you to pick that up. Right, 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 <laughs> right. And so, you know, or like, let's say if you're if you're there to help someone shift some energy, then you're the you're walking in Archangel Michael energy ready to transform some stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's warrior mode. Like, listen, love is ferocious. We're talking about love. It's not just like it's not just genteel, fluffy. Love is fierce. It is a lion's roar. And so tune into the frequency of love that you need. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can whisper, you-, you can roar, whatever you want. You're making it very hard, my friend, to pick a soundbite for this episode to promote it. There's, there's so many bits in here that I want to <laughs> clip. Uh, so, Lisanne, I've to say that I've thoroughly enjoyed this chat would be a, a ridiculous understatement. I, um, it's been a fun, energetic roller coaster, and I, um, I want to be mindful of your time and energy. And I have one more question I want to ask you, but before we get to that, I, I now want to sort of play with you a little bit and I, I, I want to set the intention of, I mean, people have been tuning into this whole time, but I want to now show them even more sort of this amplification that you provide. And we I spoke about this before we got on the call and I, was, we, I had this experience when we had our pre-chat of you uh, tapping into my energy and, and sort of the things that were moving through me. So I'd love to maybe throw it back to you now to step into this a bit and maybe show people listening through their clear senses, maybe as they're tapping in what this looks like, right? What's this looks like to maybe tap into me and what comes up around this. And I'm just going to jump in here, beautiful soul, before I pass it over to Lisanne, <laughs> this uh, activation ended up being quite, as the name implies, activating for me. So if you are tuning into this episode and you're driving or you're doing something where you have to be mindful of your surroundings, I would encourage you before you listen to this activation with me and Lisa, just to get comfortable, to maybe pull over and make sure you're in a safe environment to tune into the frequency of what's about to happen. Enjoy. Okay. So I'll just put the caveat that when we're doing this, you can step away from this experience and you don't have to participate at all, or you can, however, whatever feels good for you. Okay. 
step in. I step in. So I'm going to take a deep breath in. And release. Take another deep breath in. As you release, release anything that doesn't serve your highest good. Just release it through your feet into Mother Earth. And take another deep breath in. Inviting the highest forms of living light as you exhale. Feeling really grounded, knowing that you are safe in this space, that you are protected, that you're surrounded with living light. Tune into the frequency of what that looks like for you. What does that energy look like all around you and in you? Coming through you and beaming outside of you. Just for just for people <laughs> listening, uh, a lot of light, <laughs> a lot of light right now. Right now, in the um, the center of your forehead, where your third eye would be, it looks like a north star. So it's not exactly a compass. <laughs> it is a door. <laughs> Is the door. You have something similar in appearance at your throat chakra. Another door. Mm -hmm. So if you feel called, you can use your hands to touch these spaces three times. Hmm. <laughs> You're gonna be getting an activation. It feels like a lot of um, there's a, a deepening. I feel a deepening both in the in the forehead and in, and in the stomach solar plexus area. Hmm. <laughs> You wipe your forehead for me. I want the other hand wipe your throat. As you open the channels from the crown to the root, light shines in all directions at each point. Releasing, releasing, releasing all that doesn't serve your highest good. Opening up the door to receive more, more light, more love, more empathy and hope, more empathy and hope, more empathy and hope.
What are you feeling right now? My hands can't stop shaking. That's the first, <laughs> first awareness that's bringing attention. I am. There's also all I see is expansive light around me, and I see now as I'm explaining it a little bit more. I see a, a field, an auric, sort of auric bubble around me. And it's, it's, it's light, light on light. So <laughs> there's a, a bubble, a bubble of light that is expanding, not even out from a specific center, just coming out of me in general in a in a beautiful bubble that is moving through white consciousness everywhere <laughs> mm. if that if that makes sense mm-hmm. you have more than 7 rings of light mm. within this bubble the bubble we began with <laughs> <laughs> we began with the bubble. Seven rings from top to bottom, like your conduit illuminated. There are more further higher, higher up and far below. They're spinning. You're in control of these rings, these rings of light. You have a question? Yes. Did you ask a question? So, yeah, there was a question that bubbled up. These are, so these higher rings, you don't know this, but I was actually tapping into them yesterday in a meditation that I did. And um, uh, there was a question of, I feel these, these come up, they come up unconsciously or they, they activate with, with sort of no conscious action. And I guess the question that comes up is how do I more consciously activate and tap into these higher, the lower rings too, but mostly the higher rings. So as you were formulating, you're verbalizing the question, what I saw was a huge golden spear shoot through all the rings coming from the highest, going right straight down, anchoring below. Um, Does that bring up something for you? (laughs) Well, it brings up exactly what I was doing yesterday. And so I, again, just to give more context here, I focused in on an activation yesterday where I was anchoring my my higher spirit, my channel into the soul of Mother Earth and my Earth heart uh, center and ring. So that's consciously what I was doing in the meditation yesterday. Hmm. You've mentioned Atlantis a lot. So your connection with water in general, is it heightened? Is it different? I would say currently it's neutral. But definitely a so pool, I would say. The invitation is to, when you're ready, to explore, explore your connection to water further. There's a deepening of that anchor. And it doesn't have to be that you go to the ocean. You can just connect with water 
at any time, whatever is accessible to you. Mm-hmm. We create that experience of anchoring with the depths of water, something about <laughs> lightning again with you. Um, hmm. Like setting something free. It's not about it's not about restricting or controlling. It's more about setting it free, setting it free because it's always it's ever present. It's ever present. It's ever present for you. It's about your awareness, the awareness, the tuning in to the awareness. Hmm. My gosh, so many mythical. Um, avatars showing up (laughs) um interesting interesting though so the 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 answer is like yes the abilities of these mythical avatars are accessible Mm. um i just had a i just had a as soon as you said that i was like what 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 are these you answered the question And that would explain, um, going back to the Atlantis piece, the pull to that, uh, not just that time and that uh, environment, but the actual, the creatures and the, the things that were evolved from that, that civilization. So in your heart space, there's what appears to be a disc, again, lightning, uh, there's a crack in the center, like lightning. Um, Energy is moving as I'm talking about this. One side looks pink, one side looks blue. So it's not some traditional colors. This looks very different to me. It looks very beautiful. Um, it doesn't look like it's broken. It just looks like um, the power of union is what I'm hearing. The power of union. It almost looks like a medal, like a medal you earned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that brings up something for you. Well, again, I'm just getting a lot of past life, uh, not even memories, just like pulls. As soon as you say that, I'm just getting like tingles and, uh, yeah, just pulls towards that when you explain it. And it, there's not, I think there's more there that I don't know. But as soon as you said that, that's what I, that's what bubbled up. Hmm. So with left hand to the sky, if you feel comfortable doing putting your palm facing upward, keeping your right hand grounded, opening up to receive. Taking that hand and putting it in your heart space, if you feel comfortable. Tapping three times. Achuaye, 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 hakun, hakun, 
akon hatoko no wa yishi ato no wa yara kono wa yeta hayishi ato no wa ya etu no wa yishi haru kono wa ya hambada ne wa ito hakono wa yishi ata eru wa ye eru wa ye hakono wa yishi hawaishi ato no wa i'm hearing horns i'm hearing the sound of a shell being blared a call a call a call to something greater i hear it again it's sounding again you're about to go on a magical trip harrison i don't know <laughs> this is so beautiful <laughs> are you how are you feeling right now i'm i'm so like i'm so grounded i feel wrapped up in your love <laughs> I feel wrapped up in, I feel like I'm just, I'm so the image that's coming right into my head now. I feel like I'm in arms and I feel like someone's telling me a story. Like I'm in someone's arms and someone is just, just sharing words and frequencies and stories to me. So I'm, I don't know about you, but I could stay here all day. So together we'll we'll just take a few deep breaths to anchor into this present moment, um, just with aware, an awareness as we release this uh, beautiful mm -hmm. container that you're being invited to go on this journey of self to open up even more. There's some type of acceleration that awaits, um, and I'm really excited for you. So let's just take a deep breath in and release. Take another deep breath in with gratitude. And release, allowing in more joy. And take another deep breath in, anchoring into this present moment as you release. Hmm. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. <laughs> so thank you, my beautiful <laughs> mystical friend. I so I hope listeners were able to go on that journey with us, or you were able just to tap into the frequency just to address what you asked at the end about the, my journey, my expansion. I'm at the point now where I'm very grateful for this. This is not me being, <laughs> being any, I'm not being um, prideful about this, but I, I keep hearing that, keep hearing that. And I'm at the point now where I hear someone like you say it to me and it just washes over me as like a loving affirmation of, of just all the work i'm doing and steps i'm taking talking to people like you and so just gratitude thank you for sharing your gifts with me and um i need to integrate <laughs> a bit of that <laughs> but uh okay. thank you for sharing thank you for sharing i i want to now give you the opportunity my mystical i think we've had connections in the past i don't know how 
you're picking up on this. So calling you a friend, I think is when I say that word, there's definitely, there's more to it. So let's just say past life connection, my, my beautiful past life connection. I want to now give you the opportunity. If people have been listening and tapping into the work that you do, the explanations that you give, the amplification that you provide, how can people get in touch? Do you, I know you do programs, you have courses, where can people mm-hmm. go? To work with me, you can just head over to lgvalentine.com mm-hmm. and there you can explore whether or not you want to work with me on a one-on-one. If you're interested in signing up for the next round of my Empowered Empath Masterclass um, and the, all my links to social media will be on lgvalentine.com. But I encourage anyone who's seeking someone to walk alongside them with their journey just to tune in to see what their heart tells them. And, and what feels right for them that will that compass is undeniable <laughs> that uh so as i'm so blissed out right now uh just <laughs> just for people that for people that i've never had to do a podcast i end the podcast in a state before it's interesting uh for as always beautiful listeners i feel like i've come down from a speaking of plant medicines this is very interesting this feels like a come down from a medicine where I have to integrate back into the 3D reality. For mm. beautiful listeners out there in the podcast world, as always, if you click on the show notes of this episode in your player, you'll see all of Lisa's beautiful links. So you can go there. I want to end this conversation now with <clears throat> the foundation of this show is about love, is about cosmic love, is about connecting into that heart space that we've move throughout today in many ways and expressing that into the world. So Lisanne, I think I have some good ideas, but I want to hear it from your voice. How do you define that love word? (laughs) How do I define love? Love is all. Love is it. Love is the foundation, the beginning and the ending, the purpose, the why. Um, And I think that when we allow ourselves to operate from the space of love, that's when we connect to the divine within. And that's when we can co-create the reality of our wildest dreams when we're working from a space of unconditional love. Love is all of it. It's the reason for being. That's why we're here, in my opinion. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Uh, We share a very similar opinion. (laughs) My My mystical friend. Lisanne. I'm so grateful that you've shared time with me today. It's been, you know, I don't have words at this point for it, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I love you very much. Beautiful listeners out there in the podcast world. Thank you for giving us your attention, your time, your energy. I hope you gained some value. If this podcast hit your heart and you want to share it with a friend, a lover, a family member, make sure you can do that because that will help me expand. That'll help this beautiful being expand. But until next time, here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. Stay posted, stay loved, stay connected, and we'll see you very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R.
Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.